Liam, I'm, I'm feeling kind of stuck with this one. Well, what's going on, Corey? What are you thinking? I, so, we're talking about... I, okay, so, like, we've been mixing up the podcast a little bit. We've got the William Castle Film Genero. We've got our golden personalities. We've got we've got our bits and our takes. And um, But this movie... There's something different about this movie. I... I don't know if I have it in me to to do this the right way. You know, it's so fantastical, right? You ever seen an umbrella talk? I sure haven't. No, I I had never, no. But like I want to can we bring that energy to this? Do we like, have what it takes to be a bottomless bathtub? Do do we have the energy of an umbrella talking? Right. Do we have that the Poppins vibe? Uh, I don't know. I, it I don't feels... know about you. I don't think I have that. What are we gonna? There's got to be a way to find it somehow. I don't know. Let me, let me think about it for a sec. Uh, hold on, <laughs> Liam. Do you see that? What do you mean? Do I like, see? Whoa! Holy over, shit! It's over there. Yeah. Liam, I'm just gonna make sure you heard that too, and that this isn't just like. Is this a mass hallucination or a singular hallucination? Where are we? Corey, what have we done? Who is that? Clancy? No. Liam? Liam, the podcast is saved. I know who this is. Who is it? That is the one and only Mitchie Poppins. It can't be. It is. It has to be. It must be him. Who else comes down with an umbrella? Oh, there's the umbrella right there. There he is. Damn, it's Mitchie Poppins, oh my god! Hello, hello, my podcast children. It is I, Mitchie Poppins. You know what they say, a spoonful of sugar helps the sequel go down. Uh, Liam, I feel, oh, I feel like a weight's been lifted. I feel so much better. I feel like, with the help of Mitchie Poppins, do you think we can take this one on? I tell you what, Mitchie Poppins, you couldn't have arrived on a better episode. My gosh. Yeah, wow. Like, how did you know? It is what I do. I fix problems. Well, we've got a big problem. We're here to talk about Mary Poppins Returns. Okay, all right. This is far as going on. <laughs> okay. Quite all right, everybody. <laughs> well, okay. So, hello. Welcome back to They Made Another One. You know what it is. Mitch is here. <laughs> we're here. <laughs> What's up? We're here to talk uh, uh, about Mary Poppins Returns. Mitchie Poppins is here to help us get through this show. If you don't know what the show is, we talk about often forgotten ensembles and franchises, see how they hold up on their own. We're talking about a more recent one this time. Mary Poppins returned in 2018. Mitchie Poppins returns now in 2021 to talk us through this. Mitchie Poppins returns. When was Mitchie Poppins <laughs> first on the scene? When, when is he returning from? You tell us. I don't know. Oh, I, I'm returning from uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer Part 2, actually. Oh, did you just show up at the wrong time? Like, you watched it, like, you were, like, you swooped down a little bit on the umbrella, and you're like, oh, they're talking about that one today? <laughs> I, I just I just wanted to make it clear for the listeners that Mitchie Poppins and Mitch are, are one and the same. Um. Oh, <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. I, was, I didn't see your umbrella last week, and I, I get it now. Okay. Yeah, it was being fixed at the store. But uh, thank God, yeah. you've decided to reveal this to us at, at perhaps the best possible moment. So, um, Mitchie Poppins, I'm not going to call you that the whole time. Don't worry. But for now, I am because I want to know a little thing about where that maybe came from. Did you? Does Mitchie Poppins have its origins? I should say, with the original Mary Poppins. Were you a Were you a Mary Poppins head as a kid? Like, how did you? How did we get here? Honestly, the original Mary Poppins film is a dim memory in my childhood. I, I hardly remember it. I just thought I would. I needed a good bit to come back on the show, so uh, you know, may have concocted some things. But uh, yeah, no, I, I hardly, I hardly remember the original. I often, like the other day, I confused it with My Fair Lady, which is like inexcusable. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Mary Poppins. Yeah, I, I hardly remember it. I've seen it probably like oh, almost two decades ago. But uh, dang, so you were—we're we're not that old, child. everybody. We're not that old. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I hardly remember it. But Mary Poppins, I hardly knew her. There it is. Yeah, there it is. Is that anything? That's that's, uh, that's that's all my history with it. Uh, um. Yeah. Okay. So 
Liam, are you going to be the Mary Poppins head in the chat? How is this going to work? Are you a big... So you're not going to be the Mary Poppins head in the chat? I'm not. Uh, dare I say Mary Poppins is but a dim memory in my childhood. <laughs> well, it's up to me, everybody. All right. I got my umbrella out and I'm ready to go. Uh, I don't know what this umbrella is for. I, I don't know what Mary Poppins is. I've <laughs> never seen it in my life. <laughs> is Mary Poppins but a dim memory of your childhood? I, w- I wouldn't even go that far. I would oh, say there's, there's no light to begin with. There's nothing, there's nothing that can be dimmed. I don't... <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen him. Uh, in fact, what the hell? What the hell are we doing here? So we are maybe. So we are the three potentially least reputable men. Yes, we to are talk the, about this. We are the three listless children that need guidance <laughs> we, desperately. We really, if if Mitchie Poppins can only do so much, if Mitchie Poppins and Mitch are truly one and the same, maybe we do need the real Mary Poppins to help us through this one. Oh my gosh. Well, what, what is it you say in the intro, Corey? See how these movies hold up all on their own? I think this might be Are we the best opportunity we have for of once? doing that. Yeah. 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 That's a great point. And I think uh, I feel pretty ready to do that. Um, I will say, as alluded to last week for anybody who checked that out, I have seen this movie once before. <laughs> right. Mary Poppins Returns, that is. Yes. Yeah. I saw it in theaters when it came out with Dang. my dad and Mary Poppins head over here I don't know probably my stepmom and some other people I don't remember who was there but uh so I saw it there and uh something that I think my reaction last week maybe didn't communicate um I liked that movie a lot more than I ever would have expected to when I saw it the first time um it seemed colorful and bright and pleasant and Mary Poppins has this fun gaslighting wit about her where she tries to hide magic from everybody. And um, the musical numbers were fun. The sudden arrival of elaborate mixtures of 2D animation and uh, live action was really cool. I remember having a good time and enjoying myself. However, when the William Castle Film Genero landed on this for um, for this week, I I reacted as I did because I had this weird, terrible feeling in the pit of my stomach that lightning would not strike twice and that maybe mary poppins returns was not going to hit the same notes that it did previously um and i would i would have forgotten what it was like to be a an imagination having child and i would be a grumpy adult like some of the people in this movie and not enjoy it so that was my fear going into this um and i guess that means that i have now said all of our previous experience with mary poppins as a concept uh, i certainly haven't read the books or anything like the pl travers books i don't know holy moly those came first yeah i had no idea it was based on a book we've done our research folks holy moly what about you mitch are you are you well read am i well read than mary poppins certainly that's correct certainly not no um okay (laughs) no all right mary poppins returns let's hit the ground running directed by rob marshall who uh did like into the woods which is another disney movie musical did chicago which is a another movie musical most importantly though i have something to mention for all of uh the mk podcast fans out there uh so he did the choreography for rogers and hammerstein cinderella which uh with brandy which um as we all know the prince is played by uh mortal Kombat conquests kung lao um aka paolo montalban and i would be remiss if i did not mention that so Big shout-outs to Rob Marshall. Big shout-outs to Cinderella. Big shout-outs to uh, Paolo Montalban, who uh, was actually on our show a couple weeks ago, if you want to go check that out. Anyway, the shilling is over. Uh, There's a few different writing credits. The screenplay is by David McGee. There are three story credits. David McGee also has a story by credit. He worked on Life of Pi and Finding Neverland as a couple examples. Rob Marshall is in there. And then John DeLuca has a story credit as well. A lot of his credits are similar to Rob Marshall's credits. So won't rehash that too much um the editor wyatt smith is the same uh did the same pirates of the caribbean movie uh on stranger tides uh did the movie nine which i believe rob marshall also did did into the woods also did dr strange the cinematography is by dion beeb who um also did chicago nine memoirs of a geisha which i believe rob marshall produced um gemini man edge of tomorrow which also has emily blunt in it uh, and then music is by Mark Shaman, who uh, did a couple of things we could talk about potentially. First of all, I don't think this counts, but North, the Elijah Wood, Bruce Willis movie. Um, 
where he's in like a bunny suit. Uh, George of the Jungle with Brendan Fraser, and also City Slickers too. So there's that. The cast list is really long, so allow me to hit it with the utmost expedience. Uh, we have Emily Blunt, Lin Manuel Miranda, Ben Wishaw, Emily Mortimer, Julie Walters, notably of Mamma Mia, fame, in my humble opinion. There had to be a connection somewhere, right? Oh yeah, of course. And I'd be remiss as as much with Mortal Kombat if I did not talk about Mamma Mia. Pixie Davies, uh, Nathaniel Sala, Joel Dawson, Colin Firth, Meryl Streep of Mamma Mia fame, David Warner, Jim Norton, Jeremy Swift, Kobna Holdbrook-Smith, Angela Lansbury, Dick Van Dyke, Noma Dumazwini, Suda Bukar, Steve Nicholson, Tariq Frimpong, Edward Hibbert, Chris O'Dowd, and Mark Addy. Whew! That's not even everybody. That's just most of it. It's a very long... It's a very big cast. Disney has a lot of money and large budgets. They get everybody. So, what is Mary Poppins Returns about? I hear my co-hosts ask, and I will tell them. Mary Poppins Returns is about why unions are good and banks are bad. And also the importance of like childhood imagination or something. Mary Poppins Returns to the Banks family of the original movie. Uh, they are grown up now, um, and they are the bank is threatening to take their house, and the kids, with the help of Mary Poppins, discover like imagination and life lessons, and uh, this family rallies, and they are able to thwart Colin Firth's evil banker at nary the stroke of midnight and save their bank, or rather their house, from the bank with the help of uh, Dick Van Dyke. Huh. Now, so, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, Man, it's, we, it's pretty we sound good. like the worst trio of people to talk about this. We do not sound Wait, so appropriately enthused. You're telling me this movie is a sequel? Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh. What the fuck did you think was happening? I thought this was just like some Buckaroo Bonsai shit. They talk about- <laughs> like the joke is that it's not. Liam, like, like, you Liam, know how. Liam, the, the main the- characters talk about growing up with Mary Poppins. Yeah, but that's just that's called good storytelling, Corey. The characters exist outside of the the characters exist outside the framework of the movie. I mean, they have lives. That's good. That's damn good storytelling. It is a direct sequel set apparently, according to the Wikipedia page, some twenty five years after the events of the original film. Even Lin Manuel Miranda's character is technically somebody from the original film. It's proper soft reboot territory that we're in. You know the. The first album by the band The Rentals is called Return of the Rentals. You know, Checkmate. I'm just gonna. I, I I'm just gonna be, leave. I think. I think we're in trouble, fellas. I you mean, owned me too hard. None of us are. <laughs> none of us are Mary Poppins heads, which incidentally sounds like a slang term from a 1970s cop <laughs> to describe people with unsavory, unsavory habits. I'll just say that. <laughs> but, are any of us like? What about these? Are, are any of us fans of these actors? I like one of them. Which one? I like Emily Blunt. In this, in general, or in this movie? Because I meant in general. Yeah, yeah, in general. I like Colin okay. Firth. I like Colin, Colin Firth. Yeah, I like, I like Dick Van Dyke. We his. talked about um, yeah. the uh, the Mamma Mia returns, folks. Into that. Hey, it says here that Emily Blunt was in Henry the Eighth. That must be a Henry portrait of a serial killer sequel. We can. Do. I thought it might have been a book of Henry sequel. Yeah, man, it's the eighth one. Damn. Well, it'd be perfect for the show. I didn't know that existed. Ben Ben Wishaw is in a bunch of James Bond movies. We could talk about one of those. Yeah, he's in Cloud Atlas too. He also is not a mustache guy. I don't think. No. I yeah, don't think you know so. what? You know what? Brianna said the same thing. I think she said, "You know when a child puts on a fake mustache, <laughs> he does just... look like a kid wearing a fake mustache for sure." Yeah. Um. So. Um. Hmm. I feel like we've played our hand already. You guys like musicals. I love uh, musicals. I I like Mamma Mia. Yeah, right. and that's a pretty new development too. People can see well, that happening in real time. Hang on, there is an old musical that I like uh, dearly with all of my heart and soul. Mitch knows what it is because it's the only musical I probably have ever talked with him about. Um, okay, it's Cats. We saw it together. It was great. Oh, <laughs> that's right, Cats. <laughs> that's Cats. The best musical. Um, it's the Umbrellas of Sherborg. <laughs> I adore that. I adore that. Movie. That movie's perfect. Um, yeah. Is that a Mary Poppins spinoff? 
No. It's got the color palette for it at times. It's got, but, the, uh, it's got the rain gear for it at times. It's yeah. from like it's from like sixty eight or sixty seven. Yeah, it's, it's very it's, French. Yeah, Jacques Demi. You got Catherine Deneuve. Love of my life. Yeah. Pretty much. Do you want to talk about that movie instead? Yeah. <laughs> Let's no hesitation. Just, Let's do it. So, so okay, Mitch, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna. I'm gonna play. Uh, play our hand here. I said that metaphor already, but I'm gonna say it again. Liam and I discussed the potentiality of using a timer in this episode. To um, uh. we've done that once before. It was for a. I'll say it now for a dramatically worse film. Um, in the Flintstones in Viva Rock Vegas, where we decided that we were so appalled and or had so relative little to say that we may as well just put a cap on it um and i don't want to speak for anybody but i just want to say it's on the table and what i'm gonna do before we make a call is i'm just gonna go around the room here and see see how people are feeling i feel like we're you know we're dancing around it much like (laughs) the cast of this film dances and sings it's a musical um Topsy-turvy, then. That whole sequence should be ejected from this movie. Anyway. I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was exquisite. I thought Meryl Streep owned that. And who Meryl I Streep also is love, yeah. perfect in everything. But also, like, that whole sequence is literally only there to make Meryl Streep be in the movie. Is she down and this is a movie that's nearly two and a half hours long with the credits. What is that accent? That's absolutely out for lunch. But it's, Anyway, it's, really uh, quick. Mitch, okay, you're up okay, first. Okay, okay, okay. Did you like Mary Poppins Returns? I thought it was delightful. Um, I honestly, I didn't, I didn't like it in the first bit. I was like, in the first bit, I, I was like, my internet was being kind of shoddy, and I was also like doing other stuff at the time. So and I you didn't were really... like, hey, Lin Manuel Miranda, what is this accent? Yeah, and I was like, well, he was, he was talking like a stinkman riding his bike around. <laughs> <A> like... Stinkman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. What <laughs> you know? the fuck is a stinkman that was, riding that his was, bike? That was spot on, man. You could have written Hamilton. That was talking amazing. Talking like a stinkman. <laughs> well, Miranda doesn't talk like that. Well, I don't know. I don't know what he was talking like, but it, yeah, the, they've clearly got that. the same talents, though. They could have the same thing. Liam being like, you could have written Hamilton because you could talk like this. Listen, bro, I'm a, they've got I'm similar a bloody, talents. That's all. I'm, I'm a bleeding stinkman. I like the lights and I, <laughs> I keep the streets lit. Yeah, it's my job. Anyway, so he's doing that, and I was like, yeah, you know, bad. What's he doing riding this bike? And. uh so I was like, I wasn't really like paying that much attention. And then I didn't really care for the animated sequence. But in the last half of the movie, like something won me over and I actually found myself enjoying it. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was like delightful. It was just like fun movie escapism. Liam, tell me about how you feel about uh, the return of Poppins, comma, Mary. Well, uh, first off, I, I am more than happy to talk about this movie as long as we can. I, I don't think we need to restrict ourselves. It's a long movie. There's plenty to say. We, we all have uh, full opinions and a lot of life experiences we can draw on in order to make this a lively discussion. So I don't think a timer is necessary. Uh, but am I down on this movie? Yes, I am. Uh, very, very that down. could mean a couple different things. Do you mean down like, hell yeah, bro, I'm I ain't down, down with I ain't down with it, if that's what you're asking. Okay, so you're like down on it. I'm down on it. I'm 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 on it, not beside it. We are not partners in crime. <laughs> we are not the same down here. Now, man, I I uh I guess I'm just like Mitch, except that second half delight switch never turned on, and I was waiting for it. Hey, I man, thought- it's dark in here. I'm gonna flip delight switch. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Nice. Thank you. Yo, I got a delight switch hookup if you if you need. <laughs> I do need I mean it's a bit late now, Mitch, but I really could have used I'm gonna it. I'm gonna put in four layers of bong sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> what is a bong sound effect? Like someone like, like sucking sucking oh, the yeah. uh, I've, I've never heard one. <laughs> I've heard I've heard tell of it, but I don't I don't know what it is. I can only oh, imagine look up in the sky, it's boggy popping. <laughs> Insert sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. 
I was sober as like a as a priest when I watched this movie. So I, I don't like if you're insinuating otherwise, you're dead. Wrong. You were you were back in the habit, so to speak. <laughs> Good. Uh, yeah, I was too, and I and I wonder if if not being would have would have helped. I don't know. Um, but it's a kids movie, and and kids don't tend to not get high, and I think they would enjoy this thing. So it's um, kids are just high on life. We're we're crotchety adults. Remember, that's that's so true. That is so true. Um. So I just uh here one second someone's at the door. Is could it could it be Mary Poppins? <laughs> Mary Poppins. I think I think it's Mary Poppins coming in with the delight switch hookup. More like scary Poppins. <laughs> that would be sick, like a Halloween based. Somebody uh, calls Shutter. I would I would watch the hell out of that. But instead of like delightful animated sequences and swimming underwater like by sh- shipwrecks and doubloons, it's like feverish like nightmare dreams. Yeah, I think that would be tight. Actually, I would watch it. Do you think that somebody it. can get the rights to just make it Mary Poppins for real? Scary Poppins. I, 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 yeah, I would have guessed that this is something where like the rights were freed up by this point. But I guess yeah, Disney owns I guess that it's shit. Massive, yeah. Yeah, I guess it's massive. Uh, what was I talking about? Um, kids not, not liking being this movie. high. Yeah, that was about <laughs> it. That was about right. Uh, yeah. So, so I was really hoping that halfway through this was gonna this was gonna end up being really cool for me because that's absolutely happened before. I can think of I can think of a good amount of movies where halfway through. I mean, even Mamma Mia, I started to like it more than I than I uh. Hell yeah, at did. the beginning you know um, here we go again <laughs> and i was i was waiting for it and uh it just it it didn't happen um this movie i think is just so much not my thing it, it might be the most not my thing thing on this podcast uh that doesn't mean it's my least favorite movie we've covered on the podcast but it just means that from the very beginning it's fighting an uphill battle with it being such a unabashed musical directed toward kids um, very British period piece. Um, lots of big actors that are like there to to do bits. Um, really long. It's just uh, it, it was it was it was fighting a losing battle, and I don't know if I lost or if Mary Poppins lost, but <laughs> um, it just it sounds like uh, what's the. What is the tagline from Alien vs. Predator? What is it? Like, whoever wins, we lose. Yes. Mary Poppins <laughs> returns. Whoever wins. Um, but the thing is, like, also, it's it's not just that I, I'm not interested in this movie. I didn't want to try. And so right when I started, I was, I was down on it. It's not quite that because when this movie came out in theaters 2018, fairly recently, um, I was very close to seeing it th- and like by myself. This was, this was at the point <laughs> where I was going to the movies a lot. I was kind of just up for anything. It really interested me that this was a sequel to a movie 50 years old. I liked that um, it wasn't... Uh, like a superhero movie but also was being marketed uh really widely um it was being given a lot of money uh it's it just seemed like a very uh it seemed like a movie we don't really get all that often um and and the studios were really putting all their stakes in i thought that was interesting and i wanted to check it out and like i said i like emily blunt um i hadn't seen her in anything this theatrical before you know most of the things i've seen her in uh she's playing a very realistic uh character um like uh the five-year engagement or like a a time traveling soldier quiet place even um i don't know if quiet place was out at this point it might not have been I have I think, no idea. I think, I think, it, I think it was. Anyway, it was, anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, so I was interested in this, and I just never got to it. But, but that's the reason it's on our list was because this is something that eventually I did want to check out, despite knowing nothing about the original movie. Um, but it was, it was almost like, <laughs> it was almost like I'm a kid that like is begging my parents to to let me have this. Uh, 
this item on the menu that they're certain I'm not going to like, right? It's got like spinach in it and it's got like mustard and mayonnaise and it's got uh, arugula on it. <laughs> I don't know what this item is, but anyway, it's all the, it's, it's not it's not chicken tendies and fries, right? But I'm telling my parents, no, I want to try it. I'm ready for this. This looks so cool and fun. You and were then, ready to branch out. That's needed. right. That's right. And then I take my first bite and immediately I'm like, Okay, I didn't like that bite, and now I have this whole arugula-filled mayonnaise monstrosity in front of me, and I don't know what to do with it. I guess I've just got to grip my teeth because my parents bought it for me. I committed to this, and so I've got to give it my best shot. And I think I, I gave this my best shot, and it just oh no did not <laughs> did not come together at all. Hmm. This was. I would say I had as miserable a time watching this as I did our last timer movie, Flintstones, Fever Rock Vegas. That's oh, really? Yeah. And That's, so here's, I think here's what's helped puts it into perspective. I previously, I think I've mostly fixed this, but I had a problem of texting Liam during movies all the time. If it was for the podcast, Liam started texting me while he was watching this movie. <laughs> I did, yeah. I told Corey that I needed a movie watching buddy. I didn't want to go this alone. And at this point, I was like, you I was an o- hour. I was over an hour in, but there was still more ahead of me than there was behind me, <laughs> and I was afraid. It's like a real Sisyphean task. You no, know, I, I felt the, I felt the same way at like a at like an hour mark. I was I was like, oh god, there's an hour and twenty minutes left. It is long. It is long. But Liam kind of alluded to a point earlier where it's like, it's a kind of movie that we don't see anymore. And I kind of think it kind of harks back to that older tradition of like the, the, like the ensemble cast, like the, the great big cast that has like, that's just star spangled and full of people. And so I thought it was kind of like existing in that sort of older tradition. And, but I, I do agree with you, like this movie, I, to, to kind of put another analogy and I think of it as like a, like a, a birthday cake that's really sweet like you it's a big stack of pancakes it's a no well yeah yeah that too <laughs> but but like if you don't have a if you don't have a sweet tooth you're not going to want to eat the cake like it's but like if you do and if you're into that kind of like confection then like this is your this is your ship and you're going to eat the whole thing so as mentioned i Liked this movie a lot more than I expected to do the first time I saw it. I think I had the Mitchie Poppins experience the first time. Sounds like. This time, I think I had the uh, the Liam experience. The, oh, no, uh, my, my name can't oh, easily be slotted into Mary Poppins, It really Poppins, can't. Unfortunately. No. Yeah. Limmy Poppins? Really <laughs> Limmy <work>. Poppins. <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I love this movie. Like, I think it has problems. But um, I, I think for me, the main thing is, A, it's phenomenally long Yeah. Um, to tell a story that... And look, I don't, I'm not saying, like, movies are just vessels for story. Get it over with. Was like, But this is so profoundly straightforward that if they're not really, really, really selling you on these characters and, importantly, these musical numbers you're just not interested. And um, I think like two of these musical numbers could be jettisoned entirely or dramatically shortened. At least Uh, that. So it feels like a slog. And um, the note that I took a note that I think sort of helps describe it. Well, it's very confusing. I find myself smirking and enjoying some of it, but also I'm fucking annoyed as shit. Yeah, to that. That's fair. how that I feel. Um, so I think this time maybe it caught me on a different kind of mood in the day, uh, whatever that sentence was supposed to mean. But um, I was not vibing with it in the same way. I there's stuff I like about it still for sure, um, but. Had Mitch also been down on it, I would have been open to a timer because well, I'm gonna have the same two points to make about basically the entire movie. Yeah, no, and I I get that, but like let me just say that I was not down with this movie. Like I was not down with most of this movie. Like most of this movie, I was like, oh god, are you kidding me? Like it is too long, and like the and I don't even think that the fanciful sequences are that well done. Um, most of them are, and I think the I think the sequences that work like the musical ones that, that go without CGI are much better. And so like the one that really stood out to me was the, I thought the Meryl Streep one was, was excellent. It looks and exceptional. I think it, no, I think it looks exceptional. And I think she gives a really good performance. Um, so I did not enjoy myself 
throughout most of this movie, but I did walk away from it smiling and feeling good. So I'm not really sure. sure. I'm not really I, I sure. I feel like, similarly. Like I thought it was delightful, but I, I thought it was like, man, this is like way too long, and it, 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 I think it has no business being that long, especially since it's marketed towards children. Yeah. Um, I feel like you're going to have a lot of screaming kids in that theater. A kid um, would get bored as hell, man. I think so. I don't think I. I feel like kids don't have the attention span for that kind of. There's uh, too much time a... talking about banks or fucking labor organizing. Yeah, and or also like remembering your dead wife, and I'm like, these are adult topics. Sure, but I think also like, and then you look at it as an adult, and you're like, wow, Colin Firth's motives make no sense other than he's just like a mustachioed, evil pinstripe suit banker who's like weirdly, weirdly, weirdly invested in taking this family's home. Yeah, like, he wants to destroy this family in particular. This particular, I'm a banker, and this particular family, I'm gonna send my goons down to hold the door. Like his motivations as a villain, like do not make sense. Like no. there's this movie has a lot of flaws, but nevertheless. When they're walking through the garden and it's the end of the movie and I'm like, yes, it's done. I'm like, I'm weirdly under its spell and like, I liked it enough, but am I going to like watch it ever again? No, no. I generally um, agree. I, I yeah. generally agree. Um, I think that <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda maybe gives this movie the worst first impression it could possibly have. Awful. Um, and, and I don't think he ever picks it back up. That's, he doesn't. That's where I, I'm I think, at. I think the main thing is he feels... Look, I get it. He was and is exceptionally popular and did a world-renowned, very popular, again, well-constructed, seemingly Broadway musical. I get it. Um, he is not the right guy for this. Uh, who would you prefer? Who would you cast instead? Oh fuck! I don't know. I don't. Okay, keep going. Sorry. Um, it's a valid question. It's worth asking me, but like, I don't know enough people off the top of my head who are like sufficiently talented as dancers and singers. Sure. Um, but I feel like he is front and center in a way that doesn't make a lot of sense to me in a lot of sequences. Like, he gets a whole rappy kind of verse in the cover is not a book song. He gets that whole thing with the bike boys at the end. Yeah. and he gets the opening and there's something else i can't even think of specifically but it's like okay so that's a lot of lin-manuel miranda he can't do the voice at all he just can't it's mm. fucking atrocious it's unbelievable it's hey, hey now if, if you're just slam talking that voice you're also slam talking mitch's voice because no <laughs> they are well, more than the same. i'm the kid in the school play pay attention to me who didn't get paid <laughs> millions of dollars by walt disney corporation me mitch didn't so it's oh, fine I'm the kid um, in the school so play. so weird vibe to start and i think i don't care about the family at all um i no, I, mean, I i struggled to attach myself i think that ben wisha wishaw and emily mortimer are extremely likable but that is just sort of it it feels very bland it feels like eating vanilla yogurt to watch them in their bright colored depression era fucking clothes talk about the importance of being a family and um these kids are not they're not they're not it they're not that, it that they're one sequence it. that one's like i i i as like a rule kind of intensely dislike like disney live action movies i just don't go in for them but when they blend the live action and the animation then they're like we're kids and we're on this evil wagon here's and the thing though i'm talking out I'm of talking control to... yeah, hey, 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 hey you guys are talking a lot of shit about the part inside of the bowl. Yeah, I hate that shit. I, th I think the part inside of the bowl might be my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> I'm going to put you down the bowl. Um, <laughs> I, the kids all sound like they're from different parts of the country. <laughs> like, all their yeah. accents sound, like, regionally distinct. But also just, like, they're annoying and I don't care. Look, I get it. it no, It's not interesting to say that you don't like a child actor. It's dismissive and annoying and I'm not giving it any nuance, but it's as simple as that. I don't like them they're annoying 
Please, um, sir, can I have some more and maybe some magic? Um, and then Emily Blunt obviously has to carry a lot of the movie Um, speaking of bongy poppins Emily Blunt (laughs) (laughs) anyway sorry Uh, sorry about this just everybody listening Uh, but she I think is good you know I get why I she I I think she's doing a good Mary Poppins. I don't really remember what the original was like. Um it's weird that she gaslights children um into thinking that magic isn't real. Uh but I think that she does a good job. I think the singing is good, the dancing is good, I guess. Um it's weird because I'm down on it, but then like Mitch said, there are moments where the movie will get you under its spell and you're just like, Yeah, this is nice. This is this feels good. Um but it doesn't coalesce into that. It's 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 bloated. It's it's focus shifts pretty dramatically. Um, the stuff with the family is not very compelling. The stuff with the bank is not very compelling. Not all of the songs are very compelling. So there is a lot of slack to be picked up by a few parts that shine through. It sounds like we don't necessarily agree on what those are, but like it is a fundamental problem that lasts throughout the entirety of the movie. <laughs> I think seeing ninety-five-year-old Dick Van Dyke dance on his desk that is dude worth the price of admission. Cut a rug is fucking nuts. Yeah. I can't believe he's still able to do that. He's ninety-five, or I guess he was at the time. Yeah, so that was actually sick as hell. Or he's I will agree. Yeah, that, yeah, that was my favorite scene. Dude's old far. as shit, just stunting on his shit heel nephew, his fucking fail son, just annihilating yeah. him. I don't. I don't even know the guy, Dick Van Dyke. Um, heard his Never name. I, I figured he was like. The dude who like slept for two hundred years or something. <laughs> no, um, he's in the he's in the original. He's there's a extraordinary. The dude who slept for two hundred years. Oh, there's yeah, an you extraordinary know? Uh, episode of Columbo with him on it. Just oh, what are you talking there. about, Liam? <laughs> I don't know. He's clearly not that guy, so it doesn't matter, I guess. <laughs> the man who slept for two hundred years. That sounds like a character in a musical number in this. Who like <laughs> o- awakens in a sewer that what am I? I've been asleep for 200 years. Who are these kids? Do I still still live in a fiefdom? Um, (laughs) No, that was my favorite scene, the the, the one scene that Dick Van Dyke was in, um, because I I just thought that that actor carried such a presence and and had charisma and uh, um, actually felt like a real dude. Whereas I thought everyone else did did not have that. I, I like Emily Blunt's uh, performance, though I don't like it throughout the movie. You know, like I liked it enough that it's like right at the beginning. I'm like, that's a good performance. But then because I don't like the character or the writing, it's just, it's not like I'm enjoying every time she's on screen. Um, but uh, Dick Van Dyke, I think he has a lot of charisma, but people like... Uh, what do we have ben wishaw is that yeah. who we're dealing with here Corey? that's the um, dad that's right yeah i i oh man i could not get past him i bland is right Corey. i thought so and bland. i like him in other things i just think here he's like it's like eating like a slice of white bread just raw right 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 and, and yeah I would never. I, I can't say he's a bad actor. I, I I don't like the movie, so of course it's it's just going to come down to the writing and and the direction and stuff. But um, because I don't know him from anything else, I can't even say that he's likable because I can't I can't get that from what the movie is giving me. And so like I I give the kids more leeway in this movie because at least they're they're kids, whereas all the adults that are just like totally botching it and feeling so corny in this movie is just like is so so bothersome. And when it comes back to the question of uh, Lin Manuel Miranda, if he's doing good and if he's not doing good, who would re- we recast? Like, while I don't think he's doing good in this movie, I d- I don't he's I don't down bad so to speak. I, I don't i don't like him at all i haven't seen hamilton um and this makes me like want to stay far away from hamilton <laughs> i'll tell you right now i had a point in my life where i was pretty into hamilton 
I now think Hamilton is like one of the most obnoxious things in the world. <laughs> so. uh, well, that's that's a, that's the, the way I feel about this one for sure. Is that it feels obnoxious, like very self-aggrandizing. And if if, Boy, the, go. if the question is, <laughs> up on my bike. <laughs> I, I don't even think there's an answer to the question of who do we recast Lin Manuel Miranda as because everyone else in the movie is on that same level of like annoying, corny. It feels like bad acting to me that clearly that's just what they were going for and so i don't think you could recast someone and make this movie better unless you were to just go like totally fun with it and be like put nick cage Liam, in this movie as that role. Is <laughs> be totally fun i think but, that everybody should be replaced with cast members from riverdale uh, yeah i would i would like that i would like that that's way my more. whole take that would be awesome no, I like. Uh, I agree. I think there's like there's there are like delightful. I think like small, yeah. Tell me about something parts. that you like. What's a moment that you liked? I love every part with the old admiral firing the cannon. That of course crap, you that, do. Like, you like, are an old admiral. Bombs away! But I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought it was. Uh, I thought like that was delightful. I thought that the the whole narrative is kind of dumb though because if Mary Poppins wasn't so like fetishistic about teaching lessons <laughs> if she wasn't so much about teaching lessons and coming from the clouds and, and, and doing that like if she really wanted to help this family she could just float over that office and be like I'll have magic Dude, hang on the entire finale of this movie is all of these bike boys climbing a giant clock is it Big Ben that they're climbing yeah <laughs> anyway yeah. Uh, and then when they realize that they're not going to get there in time Mary Poppins goes Oh, it's the last possible second. Let me fly over there and stop the clock. And it's oh like, and it's you like, could have just done this. You could have yeah. shaved an hour off of this whole movie. <laughs> are, you guys, are you guys familiar with like the online meme of how people hate Grandpa Joe from Willy Wonka? The original yeah, Willy Wonka? A, I am. And B, yeah, it's because that dude fucking sucks. <laughs> That's this. That is Mary Poppins. Like, what are you doing, Mary? Just yeah. help. Just help. Yeah, no. And, like, Mary Poppins. Can't believe that dumbass kid fixed his kite with the one thing they needed. Fucking! Idiot. I forgot the signature. I threw it out. That is oh, the beans. only legal binding part. I am the voice from the trial by Pink Floyd. Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> the voice from the trial. <laughs> <laughs> and while we're on rock references, Lin Manuel Miranda sounds exactly like the dude from Cat Empire, and it really got on my nerves. What is Cat Empire? Oh, I'll send you a link, Corey. Maybe you can slot in like five seconds of it into this episode. It is, it's insane how similar it is. Yeah. Songs and melodies change and change. It's the Boardwalk Empire, but it has cats. It's <laughs> yeah. if Steve Buscemi wasn't cats. Um, it's it's like Freddy versus Jason, except Boardwalk Empire and the movie Cats <laughs> versus Cats. Um, can I defend the bowl sequence part of it anyway? No. Yeah, but man, is that a long sequence, huh? It's too long. Um, okay. It's okay. definitely too long. Uh, I think the stuff with the wolf that is just literally a wolf voiced by Colin Firth and is just the villain again, but a wolf is fucking stupid. Get it out of here. But. Um, when they first she's like setting up like they're gonna go into the bowl and then when they get there that set is immaculate i think Mm -hmm. those costumes Mm -hmm. that are made to look like hand painted fucking rule and the addition of 2d animation with the live action i think looks really 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 good um and it it's it's just a fun light sequence and they're going to a big circus and they're fixing shit and they're making friends with big dogs i like that part i will defend that part um i like the song about a cover is not a book i do like that i don't know why lin-manuel miranda basically gets a rap verse i think that's unnecessary (laughs) um but i think emily blunt does great with that i think it's a good showcase of the character um and then i think they should have skipped that whole part with the wolf um, but I did, I want, I know we've slandered that part previously and I wanted to come to its defense. Fair, 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 fair. I think like a lot of these, the songs, while there are like some very distinct numbers, like a lot of the songs, like they're subtle songs that are just sort of 
I miss like, my dead wife. Put, put into the film, and it's and it's all song. Very Come on, Liam, song. you can laugh. It's I'm all, laughing. It's it's <laughs> all song. Wife oh, miss my wife. dead wife. Listen to how soft my voice is. Oh, miss. I'm my... gonna end this line <laughs> by just saying the word. No, like what else about this movie? Like I, I, I didn't. I don't think it's a a bad movie, but I think I you know I was thinking throughout this movie like. Will this movie be remembered? And it came out no. years ago, and I think it's already been forgotten. <laughs> no, it absolutely will not. Yeah, yeah no, there's no way. The only way yeah. this movie gets remembered is um, if they make another one, I think. And yeah. then it's like people will talk about it as the Mary Poppins trilogy. And they have a retrospective of like, oh, yeah, there was this. There yeah, was I think this that's the only that... way. I really do. I think it uh, is serviceable for what they were trying to do. It definitely has its charms. It is able to hook me like mitch said it will get you under its spell occasionally um but i was mostly aggravated interesting so here's what i'm thinking um despite not liking this movie i was also wondering if this would have legs if this could be a sec uh, a second generation's mary poppins this movie got legs, <laughs> and i thought i mean i think it's too early to tell two years out you know so many movies gain a following long after that but because disney plus is now a thing um you know that's where i watch this movie and kids have access to that I, if you have I disney plus you should watch the color of money instead <laughs> I don't, I don't, hey, all you six-year-olds listening to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you want to learn how to play some pool? Um, I, I figured that this might be something that kids would click on Disney Plus and there might be something magical about it. And then they just rewatch it a bunch like the original Mary Poppins. Now, granted, I haven't seen the original Mary Poppins, so I don't know if this is in fact <laughs> less magical than that. And that is reason for it not to be rewatched. But I am assuming that this movie um, has a lot of the same stylistic like decisions, the same themes, the same uh, tone as that original Mary Poppins movie, which so many people love. And I would think that this might also be that for kids in the future. I don't know. But I feel like those classically styled musicals have a very particular vibe that this doesn't necessarily achieve. It's, it's reaching. Being, it's reaching so hard it's for it. So but it, hard that it, it misses it. Whereas yeah. I think, like, it so effortlessly comes to movies like Mary Poppins, the or, OG, or the one from the yeah, the one from the sixties. That's I what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also think maybe kids are too busy watching like randomly generated YouTube videos about like Spider-Man getting pregnant and then fighting somebody or something. Fair. That I mean, that's a good point because I I. Th- I imagine the original Mary Poppins movie made a lot more money in theaters than this one I, did. I do think, though, that like this is definitely a movie that families will continue to watch, but I don't think kids are necessarily going to continually seek it out or anything. I don't yeah. think so. Like if, if, if this was like back in the day and this movie had come out on VHS, I don't think this is one that I would watch like forever on my VHS. I mean, think about how many Disney movies came out that we don't think about anymore because there were sequels to stuff and people didn't care. There's a lot. There's a hell of a lot. There's there's oodles. Um, We'll we'll be filling our backlog of this show with those for ages. I think this is destined for that kind of fate. And that's despite the how clearly expensive it was to make. Right. And and that's fine by me. You know, I uh I think there are far there are there are a whole lot of movies that kids can latch on to and watch over and over. I don't think that this has to be one of them. But uh, Liam's out here making people watch gutter balls, but he wants to talk shit about <laughs> Mary Poppins. Kids. Let me tell you something about the joy of bowling. <laughs> um, but uh, it it did occur to me that I was so down on this movie, and it was like so just clearly not my thing that I, I was thinking, okay, if if. It, it's and it's obviously targeted at kids right because it's just like the plotting is just so silly that i was thinking okay if i was a kid that liked this sort of thing maybe maybe i would love it but i i, I understand what you guys are saying maybe they're watching different musicals too honestly if you're like a kid who's like yeah. a musical theater head like i'm not a musical theater expert i don't i actually don't have a reference ready but you're probably watching something different um that's that's the end of that thought that I had. Well, here I I got a question. I got a question for Mitch um, that I should have asked. I should have asked at the beginning. So, uh, this movie sunk its little 
its little umbrella teeth into you. You know how Gross. like umbrellas. Yeah, a lot it's, of them it's have, got like, those things that break in, in the windstorms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because those got into you, and you you ended up liking it. Um, you already said that you don't think you'll see this movie again, and that's fair. You know, why would you rewatch a movie that you only half liked that's over two hours long when there are so many other movies out there? But if you were to watch this again, uh. You know, I'd assume not anytime soon, of course. But if if this came up and you watched it, similar to how Corey probably never thought he was going to watch the movie again, even though he liked it when he saw it in theaters, and then he came back to it, didn't like it. I'm wondering if you were to rewatch this movie again, knowing what you know, do you think you would enjoy the whole of the movie as much as you enjoyed that second half? Would you go in getting it and then you'd be, okay, this is all good? Or do you think the same thing would happen where you'd enjoy the second half? Or would you get coried where you liked it the first time, but now the second time you're not into it? As Quick much? note, I do think that Liam had a very Corey Price experience with this movie that I often have with movies on this show. <laughs> I just hate it. <laughs> no, I don't I don't think that this movie has enough um, originality or enough like zest or enough... Uh, I don't think that I would enjoy it a second time. I think that I had the element of surprise. I think if I had seen it in a theater for the first time, I would have liked it even more than I do because I think it's sort of like a movie that I think... Um, deserves the big screen with its visual splendor but even if i were to watch it again in that setting in like a few decades from now at like the mayfair or something i don't think i don't think it would um i don't think i would it would do it for me because i just i think that the surprises that it had and there were very few i think aren't aren't really surprises for me anymore and i just no i i I don't think that I would like it as much. Again, I didn't like this movie for like the first hour and, and twenty minutes. I was like, yeah. So this, like the first third of it. Yeah, the first, the first, the, the, the first, opening tenth. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Cut the Ken's Burns, Mary Poppins. Cut the cut the cake, however you like. But I mean, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't like. That a sounds lot. like something Mary Poppins would say as like a lesson. Oh, cut. <laughs> However you like, but eat it all and don't be sick. But first um, she'd, but first she'd, first she'd gaslight the children and, uh, and not tell them what a knife does. There was never a cake. Magic isn't real. Run Knives into, don't cut things. Run into the banker's office and eavesdrop. Um, and I'm not going to stop you. Because I can, fix, I can fix all of this problem with like the wave of my bird umbrella. But I'm going to make it's you... It's an owl. It's a, well, an owl is a bird, Corey. But, um, no. <laughs> okay. Wait, who? Um, anyway, anyway. Oh, so, so um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't think that this movie, yeah, didn't. Uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't enjoy it again, and I will never, I will never see this movie again. I'm not gonna like. If I have children, I will not show this movie to to my children. Like I will, but. Like with that said, like I didn't have like a completely horrible time with it, and I did like smile, and I found myself enjoying it, and I was like so like entrenched to hate this movie. Like last week, uh, when this was announced, like I was dreading it. Like I put this uh, this movie off to the last minute because I was like, "You ah. said the exact same thing about the serial killer movie." Yeah, yeah, and they're they're one and the same. <laughs> yeah, just two opposite <laughs> ends of the spectrum. But if you fold that spectrum. They touch. So I was, I was, yeah, I was dreading the movie. And, uh, cause I was like, oh, Mary, like, even if you, even if you like listen to the previous episode and it's like Mary Poppins too, like, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make it like not my kind of movie, even though I do love musicals, but I was like, yeah, you know, I have things to do and blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, I watched it and I was like, pleasantly surprised i found myself like pleasantly enjoying it even though i like was impassively watching impassively i don't know i was not passively watching. passively i was passively watching the uh the first half and um yeah but eventually like i actually kind of like buckled down and it was during that meryl streep sequence and uh it, it's called it, a streep uh streep quince. oh thank you thank you mm -hmm. Uh, it's yeah. a contractual obligation on all of her films that they call that a street quince. Hmm. And she sends it. She sends it out to all podcasters who talk about her movies too. But yeah, no, I don't. I don't think this movie will hold up, and I don't think. 
I don't think I want to see it again. And I think part of the reason why I don't think it'll hold up is because I don't think the CG holds up even now. Even though it's only like come out like a little bit later, I think it looks bad. That intro looks pretty exceptionally bad too. That's it why I like the hand-drawn bad. stuff. The hand-drawn stuff is nice. Mm, I don't know, but because it's like sort of like intermingled with bad CG. And also intermingled with live-action characters in the hand-drawn, which I do not vibe with. So, well, somebody's not seeing Space Jam a new legacy on this podcast. You bet I'm not. You're banned, Mitch. <laughs> not allowed on that episode, no matter how much you beg. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, but I love LeBron James. Nope. <laughs> Don't fucking care. They yeah. hand-draw animate that man. I will say that I thought that Mary Poppins' entrance in this movie was extraordinary. It's 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 very good. Yeah, comes, that's that's a, that's a yeah. cool idea. Like yeah. you're you're good to um, go on that one. That's yeah. magical. I'm down. I'm looking at my notes now, desperately scratching for things to say. Honestly, um. <laughs> I was actually about to ask if we wanted to go f- discover our fate for the next week. Oh, certainly. Please go ahead. Because I don't think Liam's got much else to say unless he does. Yeah, yeah, I'll say it. Uh, I really, really love uh, the place where lost things go song. I thought that was a joy. That's uh, the big oh, one. Which that one I, is that? I, apparently, uh, it's it's the one she sings to the kids as a lullaby. Right. Which one is that? After the... As, as they're going to sleep, she just puts them to sleep is with it. Is it after the bowl? Yes. I genuinely can't remember when this was. No, no, I, but... Uh, don't know. I wasn't. Well, uh... Everyone, uh, I think it was before you started liking the movie, Mitch. So that checks out. Yeah. Um... Well, I'm looking at my notes. I'm looking at my notes, and I just have like kids irritating written. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Corey. It's it's uh it's like pretty pretty shortly after the uh the bowl scene, um, and I th- I thought that song was a joy because uh I mean I I like the melody. I like how simple it is. I think a lot of the songwriting in this movie is just like egregious and uh uh not good but i think um the place where lost things go i thought that was a a a pleasant somber song but also sort of captured what the movie is about without being so forceful and uh or as mitch would say like it's so sweet about it um and also i like that it is just mary poppins singing the song to the kids to put them to sleep because i'm not really a musical guy i have a hard really hard time getting past like the the plot stopping so that all these characters can sing randomly and uh do dance numbers and stuff like even willy wonka one of my favorite stories of all time i I really wish that movie wasn't a musical. I don't like that it's a musical and um, most of the musical numbers bother me. But the place where lost things go, it it could just be in a regular movie because it's just a nanny singing a song to the kids. And so I like that part. Mm. Cool. I think if you put the three of us together, you'd get one person who liked this movie. But but it would still average out as to someone who never wants to see this movie again because we all ended up at the same place. That's true. We all got worth watching once. The Royal Dalton Musical. I can't believe you remembered what the music hall was called. Well, I wrote that in my notes, and I wrote it like (laughs) I wrote like M U U H S G R. Um. Yeah. William Castle Film General. Please. Sounds good. What's the grand total on the list now? Okay, let me quadruple check. I love that. Mary Poppins is gone. Mary Poppins was not gone. We are dodging (laughs) a bullet. What if we did roll it again? Like also, I typed Mary and it gave me two results. Do I have Mary Poppins returns on here twice? Oh no, Urban Legends, Bloody Mary. You better not. If we get it again, I'm I'm. uh... I'm going to have a litter of kittens. <laughs> and of course, we already talked about uh, Prom Night 2, Hello, Mary Lou. And so there's a lot of good Mary uh, sequels that we can do here. Sorry, it's flip that. Hello, Reverse Mary it. Lou, Prom Night 2. Thank you. Right. Okay, we have 292 items here. 292? That's right. Okay, so I've got that locked into the William Castle Film Genero. For anyone who doesn't know, the William Castle Film Genero is um, a film genero sponsored by William Castle. And uh, <laughs> that's all you gotta know. It picks the movies we watch. He uh, he pays for the lights in this building. I will, you, I will explain no more. <laughs> he pays for the lights in this building on the stipulation that every time you hit delight switch, uh, a big spooky skeleton drops out of the ceiling. 
damn that was good man that (laughs) was you pulled in a lot of elements there (laughs) i feel like people are gonna have to watch ever listen to every episode of this show and plus everything we just said in this episode in order to understand that (laughs) to to really get it um all right so without further ado big money no whammies spin you really got to mean it when you say no whammies, Corey. You said the same thing last time. I feel like when it spins, we should go into song and dance. We've got a very close <laughs> number to what we got last week. I believe last week we got 135. This is 132. Oh. Well, that's fun because it won't be what we mentioned last week. Yeah. Every, we... Everybody, Corey, he he spins it. it. It tells us a movie or a show that is on our list here yeah. that I have in front of me. And we're going to do whatever number that is. But whenever it lands on something, I also say what's above it and below it uh, in order to say what we just missed. And because we are now three items away from where we landed last time this will all be new stuff but that is very interesting it was so close picture the big prices right wheel and how you can see the other numbers on it it's kind of like that except you, it's got movie titles did you say 132 i did bingo <laughs> oh fuck mitch you win the podcast <laughs> all right Corey. 132 right above 132 we have uh, the sequel to one of my favorite movies of all time, Ginger Snaps, Canadian horror werewolf movie. One cool. day we'll get there. And right below it, we have, I believe, a movie, Corey, both you and I saw in theaters. You'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but this is Fright Night, the remake. Ooh. I have not seen that movie. Okay, well, there you go. Uh, maybe by the time we land on it, you'll have seen it. <laughs> maybe it'll strike you. And all I put here was Fright Night, so I guess I could argue that that is also Fright Night, too. But uh, it's like nonetheless... It's Yelchin in it? It does, yeah. I think I own a DVD, but I still haven't seen it. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Anyway, no matter. It does not matter. Because what we're talking about next week on the podcast, everybody, cool. is the horror movie, The Descent Part 2. <laughs> Oh, wow. Talk about a fucking tonal curveball. That's right. I don't know, man. I don't know. Where are you guys on that one? What do you know about this? Anything? It's set in a cave? Right, yes. Okay, that's it. I'm done. That's all I know. I (laughs) I feel like I I know more about The Descent, but like I'd have to think about it really hard. I've never seen it, so I don't know. Um, The Descent is one of those movies that I always pretend to have seen. Um, I don't know if well, you guys you've been you've been outed. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, cut that out. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, um, the, ve- the veneer is ruined, and you I've, no longer I've strike seen, me as an expert. I've seen parts of it. I'll give you that. What but... part? The part without the cave? Yeah, that part. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like cave movies, so I, like I got someone to saw, give me the. That's like saying you saw forty-seven meters down, whatever the subtitle was, without the cave part. I saw I saw 127 hours without the uh, the rock part. <laughs> I saw the movie The Rock without the rock part. I saw the I saw 127 leagues under the sea, like the the you know the part where they're underwater. <laughs> I saw Mary Poppins Returns without the bad parts. Okay, everyone, The Descent Part Two next week. Uh, you're all welcome. It's on Amazon Prime. Look at that. You got Amazon Prime, Mitch? I don't. I, I I refuse to give my money to Jeff Bezos. Good for you. I also don't like giving money to Jeff Bezos. But <laughs> let me get that out there, front and center. In my, in I, I honestly want to get it out there, but you pay for a year at a time, so yeah. In my house, we refer to him and Amazon as the devil. We don't uh, we don't buy anything, but I yeah you know there it is. Disney bad, Amazon bad. There you go. Did you guys watch this movie on Disney Plus as well? Yeah, but uh, it's not mine. <laughs> same, same, yeah. I kind of I piggybacked. Yeah, I've got to agree with you there. <laughs> but that's not because I hate Walt Disney. It's just because I'm cheap. Well, well frankly, I, I do hate Walt Disney, but that's another, right, that's right. another but, kind of That's another podcast. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Instead of, instead of setting a timer, if Mitch is ever on, we'll just make him talk about his hatred of Walt Disney instead. I think he's a horrible man with terrible views. We'll have to do a, a But those podcast theme parks, though, sometime. they really make up for it. <laughs> All right, M- Mitchie Poppins, are you going to fly away on us now? You tend to do that. Farewell. Uh, Mitchie Poppins, do you have any plugs?
That was so loud. It didn't sound like this when you landed. I don't know why takeoff is so dramatic. Man, yeah, he's, he's I, gone. I think he you said a me. trigger word. It sounded like he got possessed. <laughs> he got like Manchurian candidated. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Liam, do you want to plug some stuff? See what I did there? That's that's the opposite of what Mitch did. It's uh... a... <laughs> Yeah, I'll plug something. How about how about this, Corey? Uh, you guys can check out my film writing alter ego, Graham the Haunted Marshmallow, on Twitter and Letterboxd. My username is Graham the Mallow. You can uh, find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Mr. Corey Price. And um, as mentioned, you can listen to MK PodQuest, which is a podcast that I do with our friend Neil. Uh, when this comes out, I think we're going to be partway through talking about the first live-action Mortal Kombat movie from 1995, so you can check that out. And uh, thank you all once again for listening to this episode of They Made Another One. You can find us all over the internet on Twitter at They Made Another, which is all one word, and on Letterboxd at TMAO. You can find episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Breaker, and everywhere else as They Made Another One. You can reach us via email at tmaopodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com with recommendations for future episodes, questions, comments, and the main reason you hate Walt Disney. Our fantastic thumbnail art is done by Jade Dickinson, who you can find on Instagram at Jade Sketches. And um, we're going to go get some spelunking gear and uh, get ready uh, for this cave stuff. So uh, you can catch us here next time for more. They made another one. <laughs>